I have been writing about a girl over the last year or so. In March 2020, my journey with her began when I had her escape to a little tower where she lit a candle in the window so everyone in their little towers would know she was there with them and they were not alone. No matter how lonely and sad they felt, deep down, all alone up there in those little towers. Then, I had her leave her tower to help an old woman alone in a cottage. As a reward, the wise woman she thought she was helping, but who was truly the opposite of helpless, blessed her with the curse of complete sight and understanding. All at once, she saw the world, the universe, all of it at all times galaxies in her eyes. She decided to share the sight of everything with whoever she could. Recently, she stopped by a little house to meet with a fictional character I once loved dearly. She appeared, I think, to remind me that I cannot control everything, no matter how great my power or how hungry my need. I cannot control everything. Indeed, I cannot control anything. I have been writing about a girl. A girl on whom I've placed the made-up mantle of not-mother. And the reversed empress. For in a past life I sought to be the empress. She who creates, who breathes life who rules with beauty and grace and can lull you off to the most lovely of sleeps. But in my new life, in my new skin, in this new year, what I understand now is that perhaps I must create in order to undo. Undo all these chains of a past that was about claiming and making and doing, and gaining, and climbing ever, ever, ever upward, and instead find the beauty in sitting still and listening to everything, to everyone, everywhere, near, far, and within. I have been writing about a girl. And even though I told you that I was no longer going to bother with the difference between writer, Kristen, and narrator, not Kristen, slash yet still Kristen, I created her even still. She emerged as fictional characters do and will when they're needed. And now she's here so I must listen to the lessons she has to tell me. When I find the world to be particularly cruel, or frightening, or heartbreaking, when I find my vision to be a bit muddied by my own narrow lens it is filtered through, when I find myself slipping into a fantasy because the reality is a little 
too overwhelming. She has persistently reappeared in those moments. In those moments that I find difficult to write about, or speak about, or perform, she is there, with stars in her eyes, and strong shoulders, and a calm smile. And I am so glad that I met her in this new lifetime of mine, when I needed her most. And I am so glad that she knows where the story must go, even when I do not. How do I ease your heart? I asked my tarot cards this week. But it was not really my cards I was asking. I was asking you. For wherever you are, I know that you are often tired and overwhelmed and heartbroken and need and deserve gentle rest. I was asking the stranger who burns bright in my forest. For wherever he is, I know that it must hurt to burn, even if one does it as beautifully as he does. And I know that he is lonesome and deserves some company. I was asking myself, as both writer and monster, for both feel sharply that the world along with all the brilliant people in it is straining and groaning and weeping louder and louder each day. And as within, so without, and so I have had trouble being still or silent or smiling. How do I ease your heart? I asked the world, which includes you and I and all. I drew the Five of Swords. Well, it sort of popped out at me, rather. It means defeat, loss, retreat, failure. Struggle and conflict amounting to nothing more than the need to accept one's position. You lost. Maybe you made the wrong choices. Or maybe you did your best and still failed at something anyway. That is this card. It is a difficult card. At the same time as I drew the Five of Swords, I'll also say that another card popped out just under it. The Four of Swords reversed. Exhaustion being burnt out. Did the defeat cause the exhaustion, or was the exhaustion what led to the defeat? Does it matter? In any case, do not be afraid, my friends, because this is not a prediction. This is not an outcome. I merely asked, how can I ease your heart? And I drew this card. So perhaps I can help ease your heart with a little tale of defeat and exhaustion. Exhaustion and defeat. I have been writing about a girl. Let us find her again. She is running. running through my woods here. In fact, I saw her go by about 
a minute ago. But I was speaking about the Five of Swords, and so I didn't stop to point her out. She ran by underneath me, for I am up in the trees for now. How lovely they are, with their little green buds opening up just in time for spring. And she seemed to be distressed and in a great hurry. Close behind her, you see, were those beasts that I mentioned long ago. Episode 101, the first episode of this new season, my new life in the woods. Those beasts with red eyes and snapping jaws in the size of... How many men? Was it as tall as three? As strong as ten? Either way, they are even bigger now. Monstrously large things. Even bigger fangs than before. Snarling, growling, roaring. Hungry for anything that moves. And so we must stay very still, I think, and they will not notice us up here in the trees. If they do, do not fear. I have strength enough to fight them, gentle, sleepy friend. Interesting, though, these beasts. All of them were quite large and quite ferocious and quite hungry. Very, very, very hungry. With those red eyes I mentioned. But trailing behind them, lumbering rather, not as fast but because he was unmotivated by hunger, was the largest of them all. The Alpha, if one could call him that, perhaps. The leader of the pack. Towering over all the others, calm and eager to watch the others jump into the fray. It had green eyes, this one. And if it should open its great maw, one would see gold coins and jewels and treasures gleaming between its teeth. This one is powerful, and so it knows full well that I am here. It glances up at me, and I keep my gaze steady. It decides that I am neither threat nor food to it. And so it moves on. The sound of clinking coins gnashing in its teeth growing farther and farther away from me. They are chasing the girl I have been writing about. The not-mother. Do we like that name for her? I do. More on that another time. They are chasing her. And she is running. Not afraid, but growing perhaps a little tired now. If we follow her, and we can, and so we will. Let's do it, shall we? If we follow her, we will find that she eventually reaches a huge, deep, desperately dark pit. It is worse than the little tower she had once. It is worse than the old woman's little cabin, or my imaginary haunted house. It is just a big, dark, empty hole. 
She stares into it. She stares back at the beasts, wolf-like and demonic, and perhaps more like tigers, or is it wild boars, or frightened bulls? I'm not sure anymore, but what is certain is they are worse than all of these because they are none of them. That makes them all the more horrific. The smell on their breath is human blood. Would you stay? Or would you jump? I'm watching her think about it, and my heart breaks for her. So what I will do is scurry, scurry, scurry quickly and quietly through the trees and reclaim that little spidery energy I had before and spin a web for her, fast and furious, not as fine and delicate and intricate as my usual work, but it'll do. I'll spin it down, 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 so that as she jumps, she'll find that she landed on a soft hammock of silken webs instead of hard, cold ground. She doesn't know that I made it for her just now. She thinks, rather, that she has plummeted down, down, down into a pit where a monstrously large spider dwells. Fortunate that the web was there to break her fall. Unfortunate that she must avoid being caught and captured for a spider's dinner. I could tell her that I am her guardian angel instead of her tormentor but I want to watch the story unfold. I think she is too scared to call out. I won't let them hurt you. I whisper to her, but it still frightens her. They cannot come down here. I don't think. I hope not. I whisper, though perhaps I ought to be careful what I say. I don't know. I don't know what will happen. But what I do know is that you don't have to fear me. And she falls back into the spiderweb hammock I made for her. And she cries because she's stuck here. She lost. I get it. The story I have for you today is not really a story because it begins with defeat. But that is why I had to find the most persistent protagonist of all to live through it for us. It had to be someone that wasn't me or you because we are busy fighting our own battle and perhaps losing at times. Let us not deny the truth. We cannot always win. But I can tell a quick story of a different kind, maybe. I have been writing about a girl. One day, she was running through the forest, and she had a terrible choice to make. To fight an impossible fight, or to risk falling down and down and down into the unknown. 
but she had a friend she didn't see below in the pit. She didn't see. My goodness. You forgot your power, didn't you? Such a very, very special power it is that you have. You can see everything. Whether it's with your own two eyes, or through a screen, or a set of headphones, you can see everything. Remember that special power you have. You forgot to look for a friend down here, in the dark, who was waiting to catch you. If an imaginary friend can do that, why not yourself? And you know what? You forgot to look up, too. There's a friend up there. Do you smell fire? The beasts smell it too, certainly, for I hear them howling and growling. Let's wait here for a bit. I'll wager that, in no time at all, the howling and growling will fade away as the beasts retreat for now. Even the huge one with green eyes and coins in his teeth. Even he, with the terrible stench of his perfumed fur and bloody breath, will retreat. For now. And we'll see a face look over the side of the pit. I won't be able to tell much about it, other than that it will be bright as flame against the black sky behind it. Yellow, orange, red flame, maybe even a little blue, brighter than ever, very warm, as always, and so happy to see me again. Maybe. Maybe that won't happen either. But I believe it will. Until then, use that miraculous sight you and billions of others like you have been given to see each other looking back, however they are able. Those little candles in those little windows are still there. Even if everything else is so dark that it makes it a little harder to see them, they are still there. Be patient. Be kind. Be careful. Be well. Good night, my friends. And thank you so much for being here with me for episode 142 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is Kristen Zaza, writer, narrator, composer, podcaster, etc. I hope you're doing all right out there. I hope that you're safe and well. 
I'm thinking a lot about my listeners in India right now and the absolutely heartbreaking difficulties you're facing and the things you're going through. Sending love your way, my friends. My usual housekeeping things. If you're looking for a great way to support what I do over here at On a Dark Cold Night, here are first a few free ways to do so. First, you can leave a review for us on Apple or on my Facebook page or wherever else you like to leave podcast reviews. Next, you can also follow the show and send a shout out over social media. I'm on Twitter at a dark cold night, Instagram at dark cold night podcast, or on my Facebook page or YouTube channel, both just under on a dark cold night. I'd love to hear from you. And if you like what I'm doing, I'd love it if you told a friend. If you're interested in helping out the show in a financial way, you can support us by becoming a monthly Patreon supporter. Everyone who pledges a monthly amount receives access to my constantly growing soundtrack of the show. Learn more at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. If you'd rather donate just once without soundtrack access, you can buy one or more metaphorical coffees in support of the podcast at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. Thank you so much for joining me today, my friends. It's certainly been a tough one, this full moon coming around this week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of those you love. Take care of everyone. Good night. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.